Hello and welcome to Sagas of Seraphim Falls. I'm your host, T.R. Toth, and I would like to invite you to take time from your hectic schedule to join me in listening to a story about some of our residents and guests in the small town of Seraphim Falls. They all have their own stories, and this is just one of the many. This Halloween, test your courage as the Seraphim Falls Paranormal Society will offer overnight tours of the site of the tragic factory fire many years ago. Today, the former factory is the site of several paranormal sightings and EVPs that have been expertly proven to be the real thing. It's only $50 per person for the overnight ghost hunt. Guests must be 18 and older and sign a waiver in order to participate. For more information or to book your spot, visit the Seraphim Falls Paranormal Society's website. But hurry, there are only 30 spots available and they are filling up fast. This week's story starts out as a harmless prank as Seraphim Falls to Sierra University College freshman Michael must prove to his potential fraternity brothers that he has what it takes to be one of them. Unfortunately, as how these things usually play out, Michael's hazing takes an unexpected turn. Do they all get more than they bargained for? Did Michael trust the wrong people? Find out in today's tale titled Icarus. Michael couldn't believe it. Here he was, only a freshman at Sierra University, and he was going to be inducted into one of the most prestigious fraternities, not only on campus, but in the world as well. The Icarus were known to propel a lot of people in their careers, fame, and fortune, but this was all hearsay. Since Icarus was a highly secret society, no one knew for sure what they did or who was a member. As he walked through the tree-lined streets at night, he gripped his flashlight tightly while he checked the address of the meeting place one more time to make sure he was in the right place. Michael glanced up at the building he had stopped at and it sent shivers down his spine. It was a giant gothic church. It had tall spires complete with gargoyles glancing down menacingly at him. The dark streaks that cascaded down the sides of the church made it seem like the building was silently weeping. Michael put away the paper and carefully walked up the crumbling stairs that led to two huge doors with intricate wood carvings of a fleur-de-lis. He knocked twice like the instructions told him. The heavy doors groaned as if they were being awoken from a deep slumber, and a person in one looked like a monk's robe wearing a mask made of feathers and bone opened the door. Brother Michael, are you ready to become a member of the Brotherhood of Icarus? said the monk from under the hood. Michael could feel the sweat pour down his face before he said yes. The monk moved to the side and gestured with a wide arm for him to go down a hallway that was lit with torches. 
As Michael got closer, he could see more hooded figures wearing the same type of mask lining the hallway, leading to a large set of double doors at the end. Proceed to your destiny, but don't get too close to the flame, said the monk that led him inside, but was now standing behind him. Michael swallowed hard as he walked toward the doors. His shoes made a clicking noise on the marble floor that seemed to fill the entirety of the cathedral. The brothers stood in silence as they lined the hallway, but Michael could feel their eyes blazing a hole into him. I just have to make it through this one form of hazing and then I will be a brother. Doors will open for me everywhere. When Michael reached the end of the hallway, two of the brothers bowed deeply to him and opened the heavy doors wide. Proceed to the middle of the room, said one of the brothers. But before Michael could tell them he couldn't see anything, they slammed the doors behind him. The only thing to keep Michael company was the darkness that surrounded him. Michael reached down and turned on his flashlight. It flickered in the darkness and he began to tap it on its side. He shone it around the room, but couldn't see much. It looked like there was furniture covered in sheets along the sides. When he shone it up toward the ceiling, it looked like a massive chandelier was hanging above him. It reminded him of the prop from the Phantom of the Opera. Okay guys, what am I supposed to do? He said, speaking out to the nothingness. Just as if they heard him, torches like the ones that led him to this room flickered to life. They even sparked the candles that were around the huge chandelier. With this new light, Michael looked around and saw that his earlier assessment about the furniture covered in sheets was wrong. He looked closer and saw what looked like bodies wrapped in a sticky type of thread were standing sentry along the walls. Michael laughed to himself. This must be part of the hazing to scare me. Okay, guys, you got me. You can open up now, he said. Michael's fist pounded on the door and echoed across the room. Just as he was getting ready to do another series of pounds on the door, he could feel something. Nothing was actually touching him, but he could sense something. It made his hair on the back of his neck stand up, and the nerves in his body were electrified. Michael turned around slowly, and his skin went white as he dropped the flashlight that he was holding. Above the chandelier was a giant spider, larger than anything he had ever seen before. It was probably larger than the VW bug that he drove. Its hairy body slowly descended from the ceiling like an aerialist. It advanced, creeping and ambling toward Michael, as if it was building tension for this moment. It was like a cat that was playing with its food. Michael turned around and pounded even harder on the door as he screamed for help. He only got the first part of the word out before the room was filled with muffled screams and the sounds of something being drugged over the marble floor. From the other side of the door, the brothers stood and bowed their heads. Let's all give thanks to our brave brother Michael, who became the ultimate sacrifice so we could continue our works.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Sagas of Seraphim Falls. Come back next week and every Friday during the month of October. A special episode will also be aired on Halloween. I have a new exciting announcement about Halloween. On October 31st, you will have a chance to win a Treat Not Tricks Halloween prize box containing a signed limited edition hardback cover of Seraphim Falls, a specially designed Seraphim Falls mug, and a special tea blend created for Seraphim Falls readers and listeners. All you have to do is go to www.terrorackamber.com and sign up for the newsletter. This will enter you into the drawing for the Halloween Treat Giveaway. The winner will be announced on Halloween in the special holiday podcast and will be contacted through email. If you'd also like to purchase your own mug or tea, look for a future blog posting that will have all the information about how you can do this. If you'd like to learn more about Seraphim Falls and the secrets it hides within its manicured lawns and picturesque tree-lined streets, purchase a copy of Seraphim Falls in paperback, ebook, and hardback formats at www.terrorackamber.com or wherever books are available online. If you have read Seraphim Falls, welcome home. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a review on Amazon and let me know what you liked. Until next time, keep your friends close and your neighbors closer. Goodbye.